0: From Alaska, Grim After Dark, starring John and Danny.
1: Guys, welcome! Uh, as you so eloquently read, uh, I'm assuming on our title here, the Nova Champion is going to share his thoughts on the meta. Uh, that brought out a rogue Jack Harpster into chat. Uh, welcome, welcome along, sir. As we want to remind you, this game isn't just being an amazing, talented player. It's also about the hobby section. So we do have Evan Dyke uh, from Sepulture of Heroes coming. He won two separate awards uh, for hobbying at Nova, therefore making our title not clickbait, but accurate, but also really bad clickbait, but welcome along. Don't worry, though. It's obviously still going to be pretty grim after dark. Uh, my co-host today needs some motivation. Stanny McDivitt. McDevitt. Maybe, who knows? Maybe it's a picture of Evan on the TV. Maybe it's Jack.
0: (laughs) Surprise, it's me. Sorry. Yay, he came
1: in. I have to say, when I made that awful clickbaity title, I didn't think it would actually work. But this uh, goes to show uh, the power um, of lying. Uh, And as also in chat here, if you guys can see on YouTube, Jack Harpster with a lot of H's saying, ah, I see. Yeah, see, there we go wonderful uh you guys uh art of war guys uh really raise your game on that hobby track
0: get all yeah. the way there try and win more than one award at an event i don't know
1: yeah instead of it.
0: merely winning the entire event uh for competitive scene yeah win some um, awards
1: <laughs> danny uh we've been memed again it's turning into a thing uh this one showing cool. up on my twitter feed or uh, is the last place i want to see my face um it's what i can assume is you and me um in our get along shirt uh, that we are putting together uh i'm gonna ask you this question danny seriously because i can't remember Mm -hmm. from from the top of my head uh when have we actually not gotten along i don't know man like never no no um for a more engaging question now that we've laid that narrative groundwork, right? Thank,
0: it's good. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to lie and say every day or every time I see your face. Yes, that's okay. fair. Uh, what would I have to do to actually
1: piss you off?
0: Oh man, uh, it'd take a lot. Uh, I don't know. Make the right moves in a game of Warhammer. That would really piss me off. <laughs> that's
1: so back-ended, um, yeah, it's so backhanded, dude.
0: uh that's one of my underlying sportsmanship issues um i don't know you could drink a pepsi max in front of me that would kind of piss me off i can i kind of need to
1: go to costco for the other kinds um yeah apparently what i need to do uh to make you mad is uh be good at a game i play um i would say though would it be more accurate if it was the other way around uh with you crying like a little baby and me laughing
0: at you yeah probably i don't know
1: Yes. All right, cool. Now that we've cut our audience in half, Danny, go ahead, introduce the guest.
0: Oh, man. So organic tonight, John. Um, so tonight- Dude, I'm uh, a you freaking
1: cucumber, from- <laughs> not organic.
0: Uh, tonight, we've got uh, Evan from uh, Sepulchre of Heroes. You may know him from his recent double win, if you will, at Nova, uh, winning uh, amazing prizes at both uh, 30K and uh, Titanicus. So welcome, Evan Valdyke, to the show.
1: <laughs> hello how are you guys doing uh hey Evan.
2: yeah uh, Dude, Evan. yeah it's
1: been a hot minute uh it doing has yeah. pretty well yeah, um, i just
2: I had a great weekend
1: <laughs> i i hear yeah yeah we have actually a picture here uh as andrew simmons and letting us know a true champion uh which you know we love here yeah. one of your wonderful awards from nova tell us what you won um
2: so i won um uh the Nate Taylor and Alan Bly uh, award for theme in both uh, the horse heresy, the excruciatus event, which is the big 3000 point event. So you gotta, you gotta bring a lot of heresy uh, to that. Uh, And then I also won it again in um, the Titanicus adeptus Titanicus event, um, which uh, that, I will say I was more surprised definitely about the Warhammer 30,000 one uh, to the Excruciatus. I put a, a lot of effort into making a display board and everything for uh, Titanicus. I had a, a sound on the board and like epic models on the board and everything for that. And you saw in that picture, I didn't have a board even for uh, 30K. It's just I sold, sold it with my army, the basing, the story behind it. So um, it was enough to put me into... Uh, into receiving that award. So it was a, a big honor. Um, Nate Taylor, a uh, big, uh, he was a big heresy community organizer who, uh, passed away. And then, uh, Alan Bly, if you don't know who he is, he wrote like all the black books up until like book six or seven, I forget what, and then passed away. And that's part of why, uh, forge I, in my opinion it's a big reason why forge world stopped doing everything cool they did, uh, in terms of books, the Imperial Armor books and why it took so long for like books eight and nine and stuff to come out. Um yeah. don't worry that ours direct
1: this any day now Josh. It's coming. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Evan, I will say now that you've explained how you won uh the, the hobby event there at the 30K at, at Nova, uh, guys Uh, Duncan Rhodes is judging uh, the painting at LVO uh, this year, uh, this January. Um, What I I need you to do, no display boards, get rid of them. You can't fit them in a plane. They're hard to transport. It's weird when you walk through a casino with them. Um, I need you to stop him for 10 to 15 minutes per army to just screen descriptions of uh, each individual model's name. Um, Each unit's kill count, things like that. Just really just, make the most of his time there and see if you can just uh, emotionally cripple him to make you win
2: you, you could just paint uh what Hawk Shroud knights and i think you'll just get all the points from him it like don't even have to be like three color minimum hawkshroud knights and you're probably going to do pretty well
1: <laughs> you do get 10 percent more points if you use the duncan Rhodes paints as well that are available
0: from kickstarter yeah, John, you don't have to bring your own display board. You can just take a note from 40k and borrow one from someone else. It'd be fine.
1: <laughs>
0: this is what you're killing for that drum roll sound.
2: That's uh, I was definitely uh, I had a friend say because he saw that picture you guys shared. He's like, "What? You didn't just go take a board from someone? You could just you
1: could just use someone else's. It's, yeah, fine. it's fine." Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: would really love if these giant events, there was just one display board and everyone Ooh. set up their army, moved on, set up their army, moved on.
0: Uh, that, a, that's a real crapshoot if you're basing matches.
1: Yeah, man, you just, you gotta hope it works out. Uh, we did, though, at Nova, uh, the main thing that happened over that whole weekend was there was yet another uh, GW preview show. Uh, this one, we got a roadmap for the next few seasons. Uh, the best call with incredibly specific summer, autumn, and winter. Um, we're going to you know, ignore the fact that they previewed a codex that uh, released uh, while it was being previewed and the summer release of Demons. Uh, but we have Votan coming in this autumn, Astro uh, Militarum and World leaders in winter. Uh, and this is a question to both uh, you and Evan, Danny, here. Uh, for our American listeners, uh, what's autumn?
0: I... It, were you just trying to get us to say fall, John? Yeah. No, I'm just
1: for sure. I'm just making sure everyone's on a level set here of I, what autumn is September, October, November. September, October, <laughs> November. Love it. Along those lines, we have a date of winter uh, for Astra Militarum and World Eaters. Uh, guys, when is winter?
0: I, winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's like i would say december january february really december january february. all the way to february you're going for like yeah. the old alaska hey man look i'm from alaska like i don't know when winter starts stops other places yeah, yeah have i have a producer
1: that's... screaming about solstice like i didn't realize he was quite so hippie-ish but sure evan go i know there's official dates for them but like i
2: subscribe to the kindergarten what the count cal- was on the calendar and there was definitely snow on december january and february's calendar and there was definitely leaves on september yeah. october and november like that's that's what they teach us that's what it should be just set it we don't need to go by the moon anymore what are we doing
1: like <laughs> i just love the idea of gw's release schedule in their official hq building being a kindergarten like calendar <laughs> sheet where you just take other thing and move it uh we go by the sun thank you <laughs> thank you about um so what are you guys ex- more excited for and i think i kind of know the answer for this already but just so we have that good split are you guys more excited for a competitive guard book uh, or for world Eaters? uh evan you have one or two memes of uh deathcore uh and I seem to enjoy that kind of thing but what are you excited for oh i'm excited for
2: guard totally i i i Another great thing about this Nova is uh, I did the trios and I got to be on the the stream that they had going uh, for the round one of the trios with with my guard. So that was that was really exciting really uh, cool. for that. Um, yeah. So um, and once again, that was just the, the hobby effort. So all about guard, because um, who cares about? another chaos space marine army another space it's fair army? <laughs> Danny, you
1: you tend to get excited about all of the armies but you also True. got a really good deal on some bloody uh world eaters uh quite recently so which one are you most excited for
0: so funny story i'm actually more excited for guard um well, oh, this ruins like, the whole next half okay, hour i know i know i know i, <laughs> I want to be contrarian like i have a world leader's army um but uh i also i'm really excited about guard like a tanith first army would be like a dream army for me so at some point i'll like want to work on converting that that kind of thing but that's a real labor of love hobby wise and i don't know when i'm going to have time for that
1: how disappointed are you guys going to be when guard is the book where they finally figure out how to do a balanced codex
2: oh it totally will be like after votan no, no way that they're coming out, coming out off the top rope with with guard. We yeah. we have a bunch of T three models coming at guys that are like strength times two weapons on strength five base, T five base four plus. Um, uh, feel no pain. Okay. Yeah. Sure
1: whatever dude danny <laughs> we're we're uh, contractually excited about votan coming but we're yeah. going to comment hugely on the pictures that jay games workshop shared evan i'm excited to hear about your unfiltered thoughts um but uh, as you guys you both might both have said that you're excited for guard but they did preview the brand new berserker kit the berserker kit of course that is uh, almost oh. as old as daddy and myself um we see uh the corn killers in action with the full kit scene here a uh, beautiful model stunning new plastic kit from nova uh guys thoughts on the new berserkers
2: it should have come out with the old karn or the new karn <laughs> like five years ago
0: <laughs> i don't know berserkers have a way older kit than the guard models too i'm really glad they're getting an update they really need it yeah um what other units
1: can you expect to see? I didn't get a chance to kind of throw it on here, but today Warhammer community put up some pictures of bits, which I honestly think is a great way to preview some new kits coming up. Sure. We see what I'm incredibly excited for, and what I believe is oh, a, no. a reborn mutilator.
0: Um, but Danny, you 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 sighed uh, irritatedly because John will not shut up about mutilators, guys. I don't think you understand. Like my my <laughs> chat will be filled wall to wall with all these like mutilator ideas and mutilator paint schemes and mutilator tactics like no like nobody should have to go through what i had to go through so yeah i'm not excited about this i
1: did take uh nine to LBO, like yeah that's a not couple sweet. years ago for some
0: for some reason
1: uh surprisingly didn't do great but uh, <laughs> in my heart oh. i did i think um, you you had about one third of the the mutilators purchased <laughs>
2: <at that
1: level. laughs> yes, because they were absolutely <laughs> legitimate mutilators and not third-party uh, mutilators uh, whatsoever not. um i actually think they were old uh uh the, the shooty guys obliterators uh, obliterate old obliterators uh not rebased because they're tiny uh but yeah evan what other units are you expecting to see so i think we're getting mutilators uh we're getting obviously berserkers uh what else are we going to see from world eaters
2: uh see from world eaters uh i'm really hoping uh we see some um some corned up uh vehicles move to some of the forge world ones move to plastic would be nice like or at least something equivalent like the uh blood slaughterers and our brass some sort of brass scorpion type model That'd be pretty sweet. Not just the greater brass scorpion, but there, I remember, I think it was an apocalypse, right? They had a brass scorpion and like you converted it from a defiler. It'd be really neat for a kit of the brass scorpion to finally come out.
1: That'd be really or cool. just a new defiler. Or just yeah. a new defiler. As someone, as someone who's just built three soul grinders, uh, not a fun kit to put together. No. Um, Danny, will the new World Eaters release finally make Land Raiders okay? No. Cool. Um, but hey, <laughs> what release would be... Uh, what uh, What release would it be uh, without some vintage Chaos wine? Uh, Chaos players, you're awful. Oh, you know it's yeah. fine. And someone pointed out, uh, the poses on the new World uh, Eaters uh, are really similar to the Assault <laughs> Intercessor kits. Um, as we see here where they put pictures of the world leaders beside uh, sort of similar posed marine kits.
2: You mean a guy running with a chainsaw is going to run in a uniquely different way every time he does it? Especially when they're both eight foot tall genetic warriors
0: that just want to go punch people? Evan, he's got a very air resistant hat. And so therefore he's going to have to run in a much different way, probably like a crab. Head i, I head imagine it'll be like
2: back. ed it'll be like ed from ed ed and eddie remember how he was just like always leaning back his arms yeah. behind him that's how
0: it'd yeah, be right? maybe like yeah make it like <laughs> an airfoil perfect
1: um <laughs> generates i heat. personally now uh, always imagine berserkers thanks to you two bozos uh, as running with their heads all the way back because of the wind push uh, against the top of their helmets so, Evan, going back to what you were saying there, should Chaos be just a dark mirror of humanity like it's been all along? Um, or should it be kind of its own faction? Uh,
2: I I think there's definitely room for it to be its own faction, and it has to be uh, the Demons Codex, and that's where a lot of those weird monster and demonic things should go, and I, I really would like to see a, a little bit more... Um, of CSM, not be just crazy demon engines or de- Dinobots, and just be like, you know, like chaos. chaos of- yeah, the the Dinobot guy,
1: God, right? have ruined a third of my chaos.
0: Have I you mean, never heard that before, John? <laughs> no, I haven't. You've
2: never For heard real. It called a Dinobot. That's what it is,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, <dude. sighs> one of them slag, the other one swoop. We need the real Dinobot name.
1: Grimlock. Yeah. um danny <laughs> what's what's more upsetting uh, what is more upsetting this complaint about the posing or the fact that they didn't even correctly attribute the ripoff of the double-handed chainsword guide to the assault marine with the executioner chainsword because if we pull that slide back up here it's real it's real grainy uh but and this okay. is going to be great for our audio listener to follow along okay, with here i'll columns. help to
0: describe it john uh you will but if ability. you look
1: at the second uh marine from the right uh from your center of your screen thank you okay preacher. uh right at the right guy right there uh if you want to just squint in no one can see you going real close don't worry Danny
0: so yeah no they
2: can you mean you mean <laughs> the Gabe, the gabriel Seth one is what it should be
1: the <laughs> Gabriel Staff <laughs> Marine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think Evan's quite right in the fact there's only so many poses you can put running... It doesn't even look like the
0: Executioner.
1: In. It's the same pose. It's just a rip-off. Oh just, they have two poses. Okay. Waiting for the Corn Berserker Marine holding a staff standing legs apart so they can complain about that too. Um, but guys, does this lessen the appeal of the kit that some of the poses are moderately similar to another kit of the same size superhumans.
2: If you're complaining about them upgrading a kit then that's older than most current players have been playing the game, like, it's... No.
0: <laughs> don't, don't get Take me it. wrong. Take it. <laughs> I, I want them to update this kit, of course, but this is not the way to do it. Let's make some unique poses, like, get some real... <laughs> Good crap walk poses so that everyone can see that and uh, how berserkers really move Where, instead of this like, you know, kind of just weak copy off of the assault intercessors. So my favorite part about this,
1: by the way, isn't the the terribly added on pictures of the not same but similar Marines like all around it is the, the comment that, that was before this fine investigatory journalism on the Chaos Space Marine Facebook group says, recycling at its finest. Buy a Primaris kit, kit bash it, and it will look better. Um, no, it will not. If these are just <laughs> Primaris kits with Chaos bits already molded onto it, I'm just going to buy that one. Um, yeah, terrible. Chaos, guys, keep having terrible takes. It fuels me. It really does. Moving on, uh, Horace Heresy himself is getting a new mini. And it says Ascended form in glorious resin. Guys, your thoughts on Horus Ascended?
0: Uh, he's cool. Um, I don't... Why is he resin? Why are we doing that still? That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> uh,
2: they kind of alluded to it there in that uh, they understood the... They pitched it as... People also, uh, like, collector's pieces kind of deals. And that's, I think, is a little baloney on that. I'm not sure they could have done some of that detail, though, in plastic. Uh, I <laughs> think, it, like, the resin, like, that's an insanely detailed model. The base, for me, is a little too busy, but it's probably just the display base. Like, I hope, like all the current Primarchs, he's removable for the game. Um, mm-hmm because do I don't want to put around see... 100 skeletons Sure.
1: do you think we're <laughs> going to see a decorative emperor versus horus display base and that's going to make this and I agree with that And I, I really don't like the base and this guy because it's just it's like someone I clipped all of the skull sprues into a pile of glue uh, and then just stuck the miniature on top of it
0: it's like he's stepping on some kind of a skeleton katamari and uh which has rolled up all of the skeletons from somebody's desks. Anyway, like I wish that he, uh, yeah, I wish this base was a little bit more dynamic instead of kind of, it seems just so plain. I don't think there's going to be an emperor versus Horus kind of battle scene. Cause like, where are they fighting at? some kind of like skeleton arena? Like where, where are they? Like what, why would, why would Horus and the emperor be walking on a bunch of skeletons? Uh, you know,
1: stuff's gonna get real in part seven uh, of the last book of the part seven, uh, part two. Oh no, okay,
0: part seven <laughs> of the, the uh, yeah, the final book.
1: Um, I have a question on the base, though. And guys, you you're a bit more of a heresy uh, knowledgeable people than than me. Um, has green power armor? Because the base has green power armor.
2: Can you go back? It, it's iron. It could be the sons of Horace himself, or. Right, and it's salamander Dark angels. Also it's element. Look
0: at the sh- look at the shoulder pad there. It's got a little flame on it. I refuse. Over to the other side. Enhance. Enhance.
1: <laughs> for the audio of it, listener, uh, what Danny's doing is saying "enhance," and our producer is zooming in on a picture. It's exactly
0: uh, what you think it is, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> hidden awesome. there. Um, cool salamander. Like for me, I was like, "Yeah, that's a weird green for salamanders," uh, but what do I know? Um, guys, are you sad that Horus is Ascended isn't the fat puffy Horus from the original artwork of the early 90s?
0: The wait, the what the fat puffy
1: Horace? yeah, the original Horus from the early 90s pay, uh, paintings. And oh, pictures, had, yeah, like, okay, be, like, the original
0: one with him versus Sanguinius, like, yeah, yeah, that was a great piece of art. Um, classic. I mean, it's not doesn't hold up well, like, especially to some of the newer stuff, like, especially the recreation of that piece um but i don't know it's kind of iconic so no i'm not disappointed horace isn't puffy like a baby
1: that's fair um chat's letting us know the green armor complements his red cloak which i'm really happy that horace heresy himself is arranging his skulls and armor in a way that he looks best uh for his final (laughs) duel
0: um dude you gotta you gotta style that shit man you've got to uh
1: and here we see rendered uh, the GW said rendered in highly detailed resin. Uh, this model is the first in a new character series from Forge World, representing each of the Primarchs at the height of the Heresy, whether they're fully under the sway of Chaos or rallying to defend the Imperium in its darkest hour. Giving us a fresh look at the driving characters of this epic saga as they lead their legions into the biggest battles. Uh, along those lines, guys, who are you excited for to see uh, in a new uh, like late Heresy
0: form? Ferris Mandis. Oh, damn you! <laughs> All right, then I gotta, I gotta go with Conrad Kurz.
1: Val, <laughs> go, go to the next slide real quick.
0: You killed my joke,
1: both of you. You're welcome. <laughs> the next one. Yeah, there's <laughs> is, the is <laughs> Ferris Manus uh, miniature here. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so yeah, from, of the Actually, alive primarchs. Uh, I forgot a couple of scamps right here. We're going to jump <laughs> on through. Uh, who are you excited to see? And kind of what stage of the heresy are you, are you excited to see? Like, are you excited for Sanguinus at uh, Eternity Gate? Are we excited for kind of Khan attacking the spaceport? What if, do we want to see? If they
2: do Sanguinius like he is on the cover of that new book. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a pre-order. <laughs> that's like that's an instant buy.
0: it'd be pretty dope i I can't i can't even deny that um i do kind of want to see well here's the problem with this right have we already seen kind of a lot of the trader primarchs already like in their so that was my question does that mean we're
1: gonna get dope like alternative trader uh, resin trader primarchs from forge world
0: that could be cool
2: i wonder if we'd get something in between what like mortarian is in 40k and sure and you know not fully yet ascended to demonhood the problem is some stuff like uh like Fulgrim, like he like instantly went to snake guy like there was no like in between um there was no tadpole was, stage if you will yeah yeah <laughs> uh he looked like Fulgrim, legs. and then he didn't
1: <laughs> oh but guys as you were saying Echoes of Eternity, uh, which uh, was uh, Defending Eternity, is out now. It is the latest in the Siege of Terror series. and legitimately one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Black Library book ever. Uh, and with that, we are now moving uh, towards the final book uh, of the Siege of Terror series, uh, The End and the Death, Part 1. Guys, uh, thoughts on the end of the death being split into multiple books.
0: i mean okay so sometimes the stories can get away with you and i can understand them not wanting to release like a 600 page book or something like that so i guess it'll depend on what the length of the end product is whether or not i feel like it was fair for them to break it into two parts
2: i'm guessing they planned it that way uh they have that council of heresy authors that meet and like i remember seeing like a two years ago three like a some p- post or pictures like Dan Abnett, Aaron Dembski bowden in them saying like, oh, the final planning meeting, like where they mapped it out. My guess this was always intended. And it's been it's not that they are forcing it. It's that it's the story's just too big. They, they have to too much happens and they planned it to be this grand scope. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like from a trader and then
1: loyalist perspective or something. That'd be um, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Will this last book have more or less endings than the final
0: Lord of the Rings book? I don't think the book has that many endings.
1: Sorry, the the movie. I'm, sorry. I'm not <laughs> not a Tolkien fan, uh, but I hated how the Return of the King movie, the, the climax happened and then there was an hour of wrap-up. But we're going to see like kind of a similar thing here where Emperor's going to die and then we're going to have like thousands of pages about what happens to everyone else no because they they have to do a whole new
2: book series called the scouring which will be another 20 books to sell that
0: everybody will buy (laughs) (laughs) pretty genius
1: just keep printing that money guys well uh john grammaticus and the perpetuals uh, finally make me give a shit about them in the last two books
0: what
2: <laughs> will, will john will will the perpetuals will john uh, yeah
1: john will <laughs> if you don't do you not know the story like what happens i do but like it's just that like it's been so awkward up until this point and you know all, poor all he, he's gonna get it for sure spoilers but like <laughs> what is going on with it i just it was a lot of pages uh for not much my apology i'm not hitting much for these at all today uh, if you're listening great job um where do you see the end of part one happening so we know kind of the story that we have left where's the split gonna happen is it gonna be that anything something like evan was saying where we're gonna have like a loyalist view and a traitor view is it gonna be something like personally i feel that's gonna be when they decide to go up to the vengeful spirit it's gonna be the end of part yeah. one
0: that's a good point that was that, that was going to be my that would be my breakoff point right would be at that moment that they teleport to the vengeful spirit um either that or if when after uh Sanguinius dies fair so yeah, one yeah. thing
2: i've always wondered is spoilers is does someone let them <laughs> teleport to it that, or does right. like horus does horus lower the shields or does someone betray horus and lower the shields and i've always wondered if horus axeman from like the beginning, if he was going to be the one to betray Horace.
1: It was John Grammaticus. Therefore going <laughs> back to my earlier joke and making me give a shit about the Perpetuals. Um, sadly though, we have this amazing series wrapping up and coming to an end. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of echoes to eternity. It's made me uh, almost by a blood angels army so many times across the two days I've been reading it. But Black Library, apparently, many feel that they struggle, as this person says here, with creating interesting stories for other factions. Uh, Guys, do you have any kind of ideas uh, about what books tell interesting stories about non-Imperium factions? If you haven't read The
2: Oracle and the Divine or listened to it in audio, that's actually how I'd say to do it. Like, you or. Is that what's called the or the infinite infinite and the divine? The The infinite and the divine. Uh that's awesome book. Uh
0: I like the twice dead king too. I thought that was pretty good. The first one was really good. The second one was a little less good, but pretty good still. Um and this is from non Imperium factions, John. Yes. So uh I mean, obviously you've got like Night Lord's novels are really great. Talent Um, Horus. Yeah yeah those are great too anything but adb is really good pretty much so that's that's probably a good bet um yeah man. it's just you know what it's really hard i bet to write from that perspective the gav thorpe eldar pet like path of the eldar books were like yeah they were okay um but uh like there hasn't been a lot of good xeno stuff i think it's probably harder to write from that perspective
1: yeah no absolutely uh and fear not brave people because over the next week i'll be sitting down with a uh, taylor of uh, taylor uh, to record his summary of, of echoes of eternity and what we're going to do with that summary is we're going to squeeze that down to about six minutes of insanity uh so there'll be no spoilers no tangible plots lots of screaming uh we're going to be throwing that out there uh so you too can have no clue what happens in that book <laughs> um The entire VOTAN range was announced uh, by Games Workshop at Nova. Uh, And the entire book was leaked by either nefarious playtesters, miniacs, store owners, the janitor, Warhammer World, stream team, who someone did, and it keeps on coming. Um, But it didn't take long for some Photoshop-proficient hobbyists to uh, give them all the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Tarot color scheme. Uh and guys, this is a pretty sick color scheme for the army. Uh no jokes there.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, it's fine. If you want to do this, you can do this. Uh I'm not gonna think less of you. Well, no, that's not true. I will. But like <laughs> I think it's a lot of work and it shows a lot of effort. I've seen some really cool like G.I. Joe armies and stuff like that that people have done. So um, you know, as long as there's good work into it, that's that's really respectable. It's just not what I would want to do, really.
2: I yeah. just want to see the Gene Steeler cult foot yeah, army, dude. right? That's, that's what, what would be opposite of him with a shredder patriarch. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> so now, okay, the goal <laughs> is, uh, picture this, close your eyes. Uh, LVO 2023, you've set up your display board. It's uh, your Gene Steeler cult uh, foot lord, uh, army versus your Teenage Mutant Ninja Votan. Uh, Gavthorpe. Uh, Gav Duncan Rhodes comes up uh, to examine your army. And you just send 45 to 60 minutes explaining the deep lore of your Votan arm and how they raised up from the, the sewers of the mining colony to, to be up against the evil foot of the gene stealer cult. Uh, and I, I want to know that narrative. Uh, Daddy, without talking about any rules, what's your take on the model range?
0: Uh, they seem they seem really point efficient uh <laughs> oh, that's like the oh, opposite God. of what I, just... I asked you to do Danny. <laughs> i'm just kidding i love the uh <laughs> i love the chunkiness of the models um i uh, i really like the land i really like the land fortress that thing is really cool i'm super excited to own you know like three of those um and then i really also the bikes are really cool as well i like the the models like i like all the stuff strapped to the side of them like the little like bits and pieces those things are really cool so i'm really excited about this model range
1: uh evan how are you feeling about the rb as a whole uh from maybe other things you've seen
2: um i mean the the i i think a lot of people are going to start working on some really cool um conversions i think what's going to be really neat is seeing uh the age of sigmar models bashed with these for like from the cohandrin overlords uh i think it there's a lot of opportunity there for some really cool work to be done um uh but otherwise i think that the biggest thing that sticks out to me is like the uh the six foot tactical rock that the uh <laughs> the grim on but uh the army <laughs> looks really cool
0: uh, hey he's moving that rock with his mind maybe
1: <laughs> or the robots in the picture are picking it up and dropping it down for him.
0: That's possible. It's yeah. possible.
1: How do you guys feel, Danny? And uh, Our producer's pointing out in chat here, you made some outlandish comments about land trains and your demand for land trains. Uh, your tone's kind of tempered down a bit for reasons we can't talk about yet, but how do you feel about uh, no land train?
0: Um, I mean, maybe, you know, that might be something that they announced in the future. Um, we'll see. Um, I know that I'm going to personally be setting my land fortresses up in a train-like formation um, <laughs> as they move across the table, and when they're sitting on my display board,
1: which you're available to freely borrow. Uh, the Las Vegas Open, 2023. yeah. Just
0: uh, one of the rules of the event actually is just sweep whoever army is on one just off of it onto the ground and uh, throw your <laughs> stuff on there, make it look really good. Um, that's just part of the hazard. So don't leave your army sitting there on your trays. I heard that's a that's a rule there. That's
1: true. And guys, now I, I said I wouldn't share any of the book, but I, I found this on Reddit. It's a, a little text blurb. Uh, there's no rules, no no anything uh, anyone hasn't seen before. But I couldn't not talk about this. This is um, this uh, Thonian Berserks are amongst the most heavily augmented and courageous kin. Brandishing mining tool uh, tools come weapons of war, and unleashing <laughs> explosives that tunnel through solid rock. Um, Evan, what is a mining tool come weapon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: it's the exact opposite of all the, the progress they've made with female representation <laughs> that's
0: that's what it is oh my god amazing
1: does this show a decrease in the usage of latin words or an increase in the immaturity of the community both
0: um I just want to say that the Votan have notorious close relationship with the Rock. And so, like, that kind of say that's kind of one of the reasons their artistry knows no equal. (laughs) Have you
1: guys ever read an awful comic called The Boys? Uh, The Votan are pretty much Tech Night. Um, So, uh, if you guys had to add a weapon to 40K that sounded dirty uh, but wasn't, what would it be and what would it do? Oh,
2: oh, that's, that's tough.
0: Uh, I don't know. There's probably some gross tyrannid stuff, like an insemination cannon or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, an insemination cannon. Yeah, you heard me.
1: You make it sound like a t-shirt gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll need a new
0: t-shirt.
2: That's you know, fair. A, some sort of double penetrator. You know, I I don't know. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Hey, look, Turbo <laughs> Penetrator
1: <Trader laughs> is already a kind of ammunition <laughs> <Turbo> the <that> Vindicare <laughs> Assassin has. So,
0: like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair. And, uh, for the audio only listeners, you missed, I had to censor part of one of the memes uh, to deal with the cum weapons. Uh, so I used our standard uh, censorship piece of uh, Seth Auster's head. Um, guys, uh, last week I kind of went off on Battle Scribe a little bit. I uh, got a little, little impassioned uh, about kind of the state of the thing. Um, but the creator of the BattleScribe app actually posted again last week, taking his tweets up from nothing in two years and a half years to uh, three in two weeks. Uh, but he says, I read the data author statement and I can't blame them for their position. I've thought about how to move forward in a way that is transparent, accountable, and I'm writing up a response and action plan to be posted publicly for comment. um, what are your guys' views uh, on this kind of follow-up to the existing Battle Scribe uh, uh, kerfuffle? I shall say, uh, Avin. Uh,
2: I I understand everybody's frustration with the guy, uh, you know, and I would like to take a two-year break and get paid for for my whatever I made constantly without having to do anything for it either, um, but uh it's i I just hope <laughs> i just i just hope uh i just hope it does improve it gets better going forward and we see some new some new updates this it's really the the best and only tool out there because even i pay for for warhammer plus and i still don't use the 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 app the builder i get with that i'd use Be real with
1: you warhammer. evan i pay for warhammer plus for the one free miniature a year uh, and the occasional short, I watch when other people tell me it's good. Um, Danny, what does transparency look like? He talks here about being transparent and accountable. What does that look like to you? What What is your legal expectation of this official statement he put out here?
0: Well, I don't, John, I don't have a legal expectation of this because, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not an attorney. Um, Guys, but- so this is the thing. We're going to announce here we're going to start a class action lawsuit <laughs> right here.
1: No, I'm kidding. We're not. We're not. <laughs>
0: I'm and like, we I'm like yeah. Okay, great. I was worried about that for a second, John, that you were actually starting a class action lawsuit against me. So I really appreciate <laughs> you clearing that up. Got to get
1: um, a long shirt now.
0: <laughs> uh, oh my God. Okay. So, so what is the expectation of like a, like a, like a plan of action for this guy? Like obviously. Yeah. Like what, what have... is
1: transparency? Cause he says a lot of corporate buzzwords, right? Like sure. He's going to be transparent accountable. going to have an action plan. It's going to be posted publicly for comment. You know, okay. like all of these things that sound great, but really don't say anything. Um, so, yeah, John, so what we,
0: yeah, as a holder of a business degree, that's exactly what all of this is. I, I think, mean, not, not I mean, that's that's business buzzwords in general. That's just buzzwords. Like they can, like especially in in like this context, they can not mean that much. So, I mean, we'll uh, see. We'll see what this indicates. It could be, you know, a release date of like. Bug fixes, or planned ones, or at least like I don't know, some kind of uh, uh, like like some kind of like product queue or something like that that he wants to put. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know.
1: Is this guys in your opinion? Is it already too late for Battle Scribe? Has this kind of kicked other people into gear to can make a similar program to work with the data that the data file makers are are currently creating? Uh,
2: I. We'll see if it takes off. The, the big thing, hurdle you're going to get over is uh, getting it to pair with uh, things like, you know, submitting into BCP, I guess, and uh, reading the same format. And you would have to have it putting out in the same format. And then, are you going to get open yourself to legal action from this guy? Uh, who knows? <laughs> and if it's been two years, why hasn't
1: anybody done it already? Right. (laughs) Right. For sure. Danny, do you think it's just going to be business as normal as well?
0: I mean, we'll see. I mean, until he proves otherwise, I would assume that that's the case. Right. But um, I but who knows? I mean, this could be a wake up call to him, especially if he's seen a substantial decrease in subscriptions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Moving on uh, to something a little bit uh, less controversial. Evan, I know that you're a big fan of this. Adepticon sold out within minutes again. Uh, as every year, demand continues to grow. <laughs> what? And either uh, at this point, Adepticon's grandfathered into a really, really great deal at their current location and they just don't want to break it, or they just kind of enjoy the cap that's being placed on their size. Uh, Evan, I saw kind of you post a little bit about your experiences with Adepticon this year and trying to get tickets. Um, tell us about your experiences with that.
2: And have the page, like, loaded, like, ready, just ready to press in. And, like, if if you can't get a room when you're there, the moment it opens, like, your venue's too small. I'm sorry. Like, I was there the moment it was live and still don't have a room. Uh, I think I I, I did some Googling. There's, like, 474 rooms at that hotel. It's a great space, a lot of space they give away like a, or reserve like a hundred something of that for like staff and vendors and all that people. So like you can't how, and all the other hotels are like walking or driving like significant amounts. It's not even like, like there was two hotels at Nova, but like it was literally a single crosswalk. It was not a big deal on a not busy street. I feel like trying to cross some of the streets around Adepticons playing Frogger. And I don't want to do that with my army it's yeah. frustrating so to- it's super totally frustrating.
1: fair and like i said they just must get a really sweet deal but like I said as evan says when you're almost 500 hotel rooms sell out before you can hit confirm on your booking when you were there right away sort of an issue and this is kind of not a new thing yeah um ever since i got back into
2: uh-oh <laughs> i've seen people being put under oh we, we 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 missed like everything you just said, man.
1: Hey John,
0: you just lost <laughs> time. Sorry, man. <laughs> Heck
1: yeah, dude. It's just because it's the warp works differently in my wife's closet. Um, but like I said, should come out um, of the Getting back in the hobby like seven years ago, uh, Adepticon ticket purchases and hotel purchases was like the most stressed I've ever seen hobbyists. And I've seen people going into shadow rounds at LVO and top ten, all of this other stuff. I've seen valid LVO and like the most stressed I've ever seen people (laughs) is trying to get a hotel room. And that seems bizarre. Um, add to that the last year there was a full blown kerfuffle guys. This is our second kerfuffle this episode. What? Um, yeah, I know it's just the shenanigans are high. Um, As last year, they didn't trust BCP, Basco's Pairings, to be able to accurately run their tournaments, so they manually scored and didn't accurately run their tournaments and accidentally announced a winner for Age of Sigmar. Uh, And then when it was uh, found out that they got it wrong, uh, they rescinded her prizes uh, while she was flying. Uh, And she is currently still, as you can tell by the tweet, blocked by Adepticon for the pleasure of being irritated that she had prizes removed. Um... Moving away from kind of a depth code and kind of just kind of speaking in generalities here, what would have to happen to make you not want to go to a tournament uh, of kind of this scale? Uh, starting with Evan, uh,
2: what, what would they have to do to make me, yeah? Not want what would
1: have to be like, like, well, I'm not going to that, uh. uh <laughs>
2: i don't know man uh it's, it's a, <laughs> damn uh, i really like adepticon it's really the oh. it's really going to see the same people uh ian yeah yeah come back to me on that one let me think
1: uh yeah for sure danny uh to take the baton run
0: yeah sure uh i would go to adepticon once like i did and then never go back again <laughs> I'm I'm so all right so no no I thought that was like no offensive and I thought it was one of the like I played in the three different tournaments there um but like stuff was late like the the place was just packed um like I, I don't know it was it was cool to go and I'm glad that I went but I have no desire to go again so,
2: I guess so how I tackle it each time is I and we do the 40k uh team event and we really do that sure for the you know playing doubles games with our friends that my team's all over the country so we come together uh and do that and oh they're always terrible missions it's like if you're going for competitive to Adepticon, like like you're really just going because it's a high value itc (laughs) um, event not for like actual tournament quality um because yeah they they make these dumb mistakes and design some terrible missions and don't uh, don't ever fully seem to understand the meta. Uh, but what I think the best way to tackle Adepticon is look at like all the events they have where you don't have to bring a single mini and do like two to three days before like your main event, just playing random games with minis brought by, by other people. And that makes it a lot of fun because you're cool. just playing, things, you, playing, playing weird games you've never played before. And like, racing orc buggies down a board with random stuff happening like things you read in the black library books and stuff Without actually having to do it and then other game systems like you show up and play the battle Haas with like someone's bespoke Rules not
1: just Star Wars Legion and like Mm -hmm. that's cool stuff yeah Totally totally get that there guys. We're gonna take a a quick break here real quick to do something. I'm about four months late in doing to remind you that you can get all of your miniature supplies at frontlinegaming.org right now. Uh, if you go to their second hand store in their Marvel crisis protocol section, they have legitimately like professional quality painted minis in there, um, at a phenomenal price. Uh, again, use the link in the show notes, uh, so we can continue to make as one chat member described, uh, one good joke every three months. um, Keeping it lighthearted here. Uh, we're going to move up. This picture here is Man, courtesy of the 40K Frontiers podcast, uh, showing that a yellow, the yellow and red card system we have is pathetic, uh, as this gentleman here didn't submit his list or pay on time. Uh, he didn't get a yellow card. He was forced to wear a dunce hat that looked to be <laughs> two foot tall for the entire event. Guys, is this the perfect system?
2: i not really when there's already people showing up in pajama pants and bathrobes to, to events. Like, like this is a community with no shame. Yeah. <laughs> so shaming us into, into doing things is not, not I mean, going to be effective.
0: Yeah. I'd like some kind of shame collar more maybe instead <laughs> of just a big hat, like something that's heavy and weighs a lot. And if you're not careful and you bend over the table, it'll hurt your, it'll damage your miniatures. I want that kind of, you I want, want that to give people
1: dog cones.
0: Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: I was going to say, how can we Americanize this very foreign system mm. to, to, to best things? So, Danny, you had an idea about putting people in cones of shame. Well, hold uh, on. One would assume so they couldn't like walk out of the, hotel, the conference I have room.
0: a great way to Americanize this. No guns. <laughs> okay, hold on. Well, I got another way to Americanize <laughs> this. <laughs> um, First of all, we jack up the size three or four times. We make it beep if they try and leave the hall until they pay the five dollar a day fee that it takes to rent out this device, which they're forced to have if they want to participate in the tournament. Fair. Kind of like an ankle monitor. Fair. Yeah, I was about I to say
2: just ankle monitors. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I saying.
1: <laughs> just put a boot, yeah, like kind of like you know the the car tire boot, like just to stop it from moving. Just when you. Show up for your round. You are chained to the table and you cannot leave <laughs> until the round is over. A boot on your cart that you push oh. around. <laughs> so that's, that's what gets booted. But don't, don't worry. High rollers get a uh, one free boot removal.
0: Yeah. Uh, one free uh, unlock. Yeah. But, uh,
1: should we, though, view rules and fractions in a little bit more laid back way? I think a couple of weeks ago, someone said this is a very silly game. Uh, and right now uh, we're going straight to the tournament scene of like, yeah, yellow card. Your list was laid or red card for for like this kind of thing. Do we need to kind of lean more into the ridiculousness of it instead of kind of trying to like hardcore like ESPN it?
0: god what a bad take john (laughs) come on dude like i i want to yeah i want to lean hard into the seriousness of it like i think that it's great to have uh like like it's great to give people uh like cards for for cheating or or submitting their rules late especially if there's an advantage to doing so pre-knowledge is a very powerful tool especially if you can analyze the meta before you submit a list and just take a card with a small penalty like that's not right
1: or you'd have to wear a very large hat. Uh, Evan, what, what about you? Uh, do you think these infractions are kind of... Because right now what happens is one person will do a thing and for whatever reason. Uh, as soon as that happens, 50,000 people on Twitch are, are just spamming the chat with, this guy did this, like over and over and over again. It kind of derails uh, the game a, l- a little bit there.
2: Uh, I, and I definitely think they should be taking... A little bit seriously, especially like he was saying, like the list submission stuff, uh, because I remember the TOs are uh, vol volunteers. Like no one's really getting paid to TO these except at like the U.S. Open, the GW events. Right. So like whatever makes their day easier, I think is what we should be going with. So if there's some system that's going to make you have to uh, submit your list. Let's do it for the tos, man, and take the take it on the chin if you don't.
1: Yeah, yep. Uh, Moving on here, Uh, great painters are everywhere, Uh, but Flameon shared this frankly stunning Celestine miniature that he spent three hundred plus hours on, uh, which is phenomenal. Terrifyingly, uh, he also released on his Patreon a step-by-step PDF on how to achieve the same uh look evan how many steps is in a 300 hour paint job
2: <laughs> uh i i i'm gonna assume 300 <laughs>
1: <laughs> one per hour. One, one per hour? It's not that like he made it <laughs> solidly for the entire 300 hours. He just had a solid 60 seconds every day. Oh, yeah. So.
0: Oh, 300 hours? It's 300 pages worth of techniques. That's it. Simple, easy, done.
1: <laughs> Daddy using collegiate
0: rules here. um Daddy, how many hours
1: were spent crying because he fucked up an eyeball?
0: Oh, probably none. I mean, that guy's a, the, they, they're professionals over there. So, uh, I think they probably know what they're doing. I don't think they fuck up too many eyeballs, John. It's
1: fair. Uh, What is for both you guys, the most time you've put into a single model.
0: Hmm.
1: Now we do have Nova champion (laughs) two-time winner and Valdek. So, so what what is the most time you put into a single model?
2: Uh, My Titanicus models do take like a couple hours a night for like, uh, at least a week on like just a reaver um, more on a warlord and the war master. God knows how long, but I mean, it also has about 17 miles of trim. So uh, <laughs> painting that is a, a pain. I, I I don't sit down and tie myself, but uh, probably easily at least 40 or 50 in a, in a, into one of my bigger Titans.
1: Danny, what about you? What, what's the model that you've spent the most time painting over your hundreds of years? Uh,
0: of I have a Lorgar that I painted a while ago that I probably spent 12 hours on. That was about the most I've ever spent on single model. Nice.
1: Would you say as well, and this kind going of to follow up here, what's the miniature you're most proud of Um what you did? Not necessarily which took the longest, uh, but which one are you most proud of? Mm.
0: I I have a particular dark elf sorceress that has like a tattoo on her cheek that i was really proud of that i that i painted um i thought that was pretty cool uh that's the my tattoo a
1: black rectangle near an eyeball
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a beauty spot john
1: <laughs> and then avid i saw you wheel away uh to, to to find yours what are you most proud of so,
2: so that's a two-part so i i did get a, a finalist pin at a uh, the golden demon for my sight titan but i did then paint this guy after adepticon and it is a uh 80s themed mepheston i don't know if it'll focus on it but uh it's on my my uh instagram too but uh (laughs) currently currently him because uh he has sunglasses too that i
1: painted (laughs) man that just makes him even cooler all right guys Chaos players, you can't stop slanash players from being literally the worst gutter scum of 40k players. Um, as this person here has sculpted this hell brute with a massive penis. Uh, you guys, if you're watching this live, you're not seeing that. You're actually just seeing the face of uh, Signals from the Frontline host, Seth Oster, uh, covering uh, Groupie's uh, lower extremities. Um, wow. Both guys, you guys, uh, you're, you're well aware of the lore of 40k, why do Slanesh players go straight to sex uh, when there's so many other things that Slanesh is about?
2: It, uh, Slanesh is about excess. I, I guess that's excessive size, is what that person went for. But, um, well, it looks bulbous <laughs> to me. That's how I would describe <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, why is that the. I don't know, because go back to the cum weapons which uh, just constantly <laughs> constantly going into
1: the gutter <laughs>
0: this oh is the Votan's
1: God. technology being stolen by chaos
0: um, you can't let it get I'm... into the wrong hands John those cum weapons can cause untold damage
1: in the wrong hands they're flaccid and useless but um, actually we're going to skip past a couple here uh, I just want to zoom in uh, on the Votan weapon that, that Halbert is thing uh, on the next slide here, I have a zoom in here uh, as the majority is still covered by our sensor bubble. Uh, but damn, it's really irritating that he's actually a really talented sculptor. And I say he because confidently, that is not a woman in the world who would sculpt that on the helmet. Why does it ain't... have
0: a tongue? <laughs>
1: well, you know, in Europe, uh, there's different traditions when a baby is born. Um, hmm. But anyway. Uh, Danny, it's been a while since you've had to describe something, and Evan, I'm excited for your reaction to this. Uh, I've put this slide off for the last three weeks. It keeps on just being cut for time. Uh, But Danny, please describe uh, these amazing... Oh, in fact, Val, skip (laughs) Uh, to Which is actually 19. 19, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go 19.
0: Okay, Okay, 19, that's your answer? Yeah. So please
1: describe what we're seeing here.
0: Okay, so... It is, uh, and I'm maximizing this to zoom in for maximum detail. Unfortunately, enhance um, this, yeah, enhance. Don't <laughs> oh, no, don't enhance it anymore. <laughs> That's enough. So this is the uh, chaos psychic knight painted in a flat, but somehow shiny purple and blue color scheme, which it's is already color
1: scheme. You want you don't want to know why it's shiny, but please continue. Yeah,
0: yeah, um. Anyway, it looks like one of the tentacles is broken off. Oh, no, that's a stubber. Great. Um, okay, so instead of the knight's normal face, they've taken some creepy doll head and given it, like, big teeth. Kind of like the one of the dolls in the movie Krampus, if you've seen that movie. Uh, it's an excellent horror flick. I'm excited um,
1: that you take the obscure references I find and make them more obscure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, But yeah, no, they definitely did uh, a good job of making their night look really shitty. (laughs)
1: Um, Evan, there's a a chat's jumping in here saying puppet master Fs. Uh, But Evan, there's a lot of people who who take the Chaos Knights and just kind of slap faces on them. Um, is that what the kind of the Chaos Knight lore is for you, that it turns it from just like a knight to like just an actual like living demon person?
2: Uh, that's not really what the lore is. I think it still has people in it. I mean, I just think the Chaos players tend to be a little bit more like Sid
1: from Toy Story that do that.
0: Uh, just genuinely the best
1: description of a Chaos player uh, I've ever heard because they also have the graphical quality of a Sid from toy story too, uh but please continue uh
2: but no it's if it's not a, a demon engine it's it's a still a knight that's just been you know jacked up on on uh warp juice um and been left in the in the eye of terror a little a little too long to bake but uh uh And could there be fully demon ones? It'd be cool. It'd be cool to see some sort of rules or like a house for like some fully demon ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like, because there are some fully like demonized or titans that exist in the lore, I guess. Um, But we haven't seen that so much
1: for knights. Please stop putting uh, shoulder pads in the Glocken. That model is needed for the Age of Sigmar range as well uh putting a nice shoulder pad and a gun doesn't it doesn't make it a night and you know what i was going to cut this for time as well but we're going to round this out well uh, i some well sorry danny please
0: oh bonus content john i'm excited
1: bonus content oh yeah let's put this yes. behind a paywall part two yep, uh, no, right. i know so i'll see you guys next week amazing model type so these are amazing again found these weeks ago they kind of keep getting pushed back and back but this guy here uh, and I found somebody, Wargaming, they uh, promoted on their Instagram. Battle damage Marines. Right. we got a guy on the left. He's got his head exploded by a bolter, I'd assume. Uh, we have a mm. Lazz Cannon wound on the right there. Uh, what Apart from the fact these are functionally useless in-game, though it would be cool to just have a bunch of dead Marines as being your army, what other damage uh, on your Marines would you like to see on the tabletop? So do you want to see like a battle cannon hit Marine? Do you want to see like a power sword cut Marine? Uh, I describe, I, I figure out when to stop talking based on when Danny finally clicks. So my terrible word usage.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, what I would like to see is a thunder hammered Marine and a lightning claw dead Marine. I want to see those. Those are high on my list. Yeah.
1: Evan, what battle damage do you want to see? I'm assuming some kind of Creek uh, Krieg spear. Uh,
2: I, yeah, a, a guy definitely getting blown up by a, a, one of the explosive spears I also think uh, just the marine version of that guy from Saving Private Ryan you know picks up his arm and just kind of oh, yeah. Lo- lo- locks yeah. up the beach I think that would be a good one
1: Alex coming in and chat here uh, with I think my favorite comment tonight saying he wants to see people with psychological damage
2: <laughs> isn't
1: that Ivory Space Marine
2: that is That's
1: exactly someone who are. died from
0: mind war i want to see
1: it uh yeah but guys that's everything evan thank you so much uh for for coming here tonight go ahead plug your stuff let people know where to find you
2: um so you can find me at uh, a sepulcherofheroes.blogspot.com um now that i'm not having to paint so much for some events i should get some more posts up i've been pretty terrible um this year but Do plan to get a lot more also sepulcher of heroes on uh instagram i've been putting up a lot of the stuff from nova there and trying to put up more um going through it and uh try to get some even better pictures of my titans and uh heresy army now that i want to share there uh and you can also find us on Facebook at Step Career Heroes, but that's mostly memes. Uh, if you like memes, uh, you probably do if you're still here with this show at this point.
1: And then... Uh, no,
2: and even last people place, who like
1: memes have limits.
2: Yeah, Last place would be uh, we do a podcast called Allies of Inconvenience. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: so... Beautiful. Awesome. Love it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here with two-time Nova Champion. Uh, Evan Veldek,
0: way more um, powerful than Jack Harpster in
1: every possible yeah, way. There we uh, and I a, now
0: know uh-uh. I have
1: the power uh, through the Frontline Gaming Network to catfish uh, really good players in with clickbait titles. <laughs> and really, that that's all we can hope for. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, for watching, guys. We're going to be back next Monday. I'm sorry, it keeps going. Casserole Night continually is cancelled. Uh, we're going to go through the highest highs and the lowest lows of the community. Uh, But as always, it's going to be pretty grim after dark.